Welcome to Movie Ministry. Each week we talk pop culture entertainment and how it relates to the teachings of Jesus. Whether movies, TV, or streaming, we talk about it. My name is R.S. Buckner. I'm a husband, father, pastor, designer, and nerd. And the topic for the day is Black Panther. You know, in the wake of Chadwick Boseman's death, I wanted to revisit it. I did a talk about this uh, some time ago when the film came out, uh, maybe six months in. And uh, and it was great. We got got some time to revisit it and go back and go over. And uh, it was such a great film for that time in 2018. Changed a lot of the landscape of how people perceive uh, actors of color, uh, characters in comic books, uh, characters of color, and the um, potential of, of great impact that it can have both culturally and business-wise, uh, monetarily. So uh, Black Panther changed the game in that. And and in the wake of Chadwick Boseman's death, he died Friday, uh, August 28th. And so it's uh, been a, a couple days since he had passed uh, of colon cancer. I think it was 43. And I just thought, you know what? I, I want to revisit this and for many, many reasons. One, in honor of him. Um, he, he was just a, a great uh, actor um, for his uh, I don't say short time, but he, he it's almost like he seemed like he had a later career. I haven't seen his uh, filmography, but I would assume he'd done, done some of earlier films. But um, he really uh, hit a stride of just a handful of notable uh, films that uh, he, he really shined in. And so hearing his death was really hard hitting in the midst of a lot of things happening in our world right now. A lot of things going on, particularly in America. And um, and even, I'm even reminded, which I uh, had a friend text me, you know, ironically, you had, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who played back Black Panther, who had passed. And in the beginning of the year, we had Kobe Bryant, who passed, who was known as the Black Mamba. And so I, I was like, man, like it's it's 2020 has just been a really crazy year. But what I would like to do is is revisit Black Panther because, like I said, not only just because of, of Chadwick Boseman's passing, but really um, it seemed to be a very relevant film given what 2020 has been for a lot of us. And so I hope as we as we pull apart these things, it can really help you and minister to you uh, in a way that gives you some clarity of what's going on in, in, in your personal life and connecting you to Jesus, as well as talking about a great uh, film. So uh, let's hop on in. Okay, so getting into the movie, uh, we can get some of the details, um, you know, out of the way um, about the film. And so director is Ryan Coogler. He great. One of my favorite directors, young directors uh, out there. I hope to see him do more things, not only a Black Panther 2, which he is scheduled to do, but um, just just also just some great things that I want I want to see him do personally 
uh, and his own personal projects. I, I feel like directors shine when they're I feel like they're doing their personal projects. And I think for him, doing Fruitville Station, which is another uh, poignant story uh, in line of, of things that's been going on in our world as well. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go back and see that great uh, story um, of a uh, young black man who was killed um, by uh, police officers uh, in San Francisco um, on the BART, which is their public transportation. Um, just a great, great film uh, in many ways. Uh, just describing the the relationships and family of those that we may read in the news, and not just the people of color, but anybody we read in the news that um, that dies tragically. I think there's a whole story behind that that we don't know of because we only see the editorial side of things. So, um, yeah, so go back and watch that if you haven't seen that. Um, he also did Creed, which is one of my favorite movies. I love the the, the first Creed. Uh, there's a different director for Creed too, but but still a great movie. But I really love Creed, uh, especially in wake of knowing um, him doing Fruitvale Station. And then you have an, a, just an incredible cast um, that uh, Ryan directed in Black Panther. You obviously have Chadwick Boseman, who plays back Black Panther. You have Lup- uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who is just fantastic in really anything she does. Brings a lot of passion to her acting. Michael B. Jordan, uh, Denai Guerrero, uh, Martin Freeman. Um, which are, <laughs> I love uh, Martin Freeman. Um, many may not know uh, of him and uh, that he was the uh, original Jim of the office. I think his name was Tim in the office of the UK. That's how I got a chance to know Martin Freeman. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, of UK um, TV shows that a lot gets, you know, taken from there and repackaged. You know, such shows like Friends uh, was taken from UK. Um, you have, uh, you know, American Idol, uh, America's Got Talent. You know, that some of those shows are, are taken. And a lot of others uh, shows that uh, ideas and, and premises that people take uh, and, and bring it over to America and, and end up being pretty hit um, shows. Uh, also, you have uh, uh, Daniel Kalua, who's just great and get out. Um, and he, he, he didn't play much of a prominent role in, in Black Panther. I was hoping that he had more uh, of a you know character to, to fill in. So I was a little disappointed by him. But to me, breakout star, Letitia Wright, um, amazing. She is absolutely amazing playing Black Panther's uh, younger sister, uh, Shuri. Love, love, love her. I want to see more of what she does in the future as well. Um, I was introduced to her, not that I met her in person, but she was in one of the Black Mirror episodes, I think one of the last ones, which I actually liked that episode. Um, she did a great job, and I thought, wow, this she's awesome. And I didn't even know that she was like English. I, I believe she's English. Um, and I was like, wow, that that's it's crazy, uh, but uh, great, great. And then you have Winston Duke, who who I love. I got a chance to see him as well. Um, follow up with Black Panther. I think he was in um, Us, uh, another Jordan kind of peel. Um, psychological thriller drama thing-ish. Then you have Sterling K. Brown, who seems to be around everything these days. And again, uh, saw him first when he was in the O.J. Simpson trial uh, miniseries, I think uh, done by FX. I think it was done by FX. I'm not too sure. Uh, Angela Bassett, she's a dame. You know, she's been around. uh, And just... 
black royalty, right? Um, so I uh, love to see her pop up in, in uh, different movies uh, over the years. Um, Andy Serkis, who I love from all of his work on motion capture and different things that he does as well. And I can't leave out Forrest Whit- Whitaker, who is, is uh, I mentioned in the previous podcast, um, not not this one, but but on a different uh, series. Uh, he is he is uh, everyone's kind of crazy uncle, right? Um, he has that crazy uncle look, and <laughs> in a lot of really in a lot of his uh, roles, he plays as kind of wily, crazy dude, right? I'm also a Star Wars fan, and he and he <laughs> plays, uh, uh, I think Saul. Uh, uh, Guerrera in, um, uh, oh gosh, the, the movies slipping my mind. Um, but, uh, he played, he plays in the Star Wars universe and he just plays these kooky characters, right? Not so much in this one. It was more tamed down and, and, um, I actually really liked his character in this one, but, uh, man, he usually plays some just wild, um, kooky people man and i just i I love his acting he's a he's a phenomenal actor but i just (laughs) he's everyone's crazy uncle so uh so that's kind of the cast and and things before we get into um much of the podcast Uh, a couple of uh, news updates i think at the time of this podcast um when we were sitting in september of 2020 um at the time of this podcast uh, beginning of september 2020 uh, the movie has now grossed over 700 uh, million domestic, over 646 million overseas, uh, 1.3 over 1.3 billion worldwide. Um, some notable uh, milestones. Uh, again, the last time I talked about this film was a couple of years ago. So again, revisiting this, there's been even more of these notable milestones that have taken place. Uh, it is the largest film to open in February. Um, it is the highest grossing solo superhero film. That's a mouthful. Uh, second highest grossing film in 2018 when it came out. And that was second to Infinity War, which is a good place to be second to because Infinity War was just this juggernaut. Um, so it speaks highly to come in a second place to that film. It was the third highest grossing film in North America and uh, ninth highest grossing film of all time. And that's not uh, adjusted uh, gross um, so all time, incredible. Tenth uh, film to reach 500 million uh, domestic, and highest grossing film of a black director. Which again, uh, high praise. Um, pretty, uh, that's pretty notable. Uh, seven Academy Award nominations. A first superhero film to receive the Best Picture nomination, which is which is wild to me because you've had some great films like Dark Knight um, that had come out and and here this is the first again uh, awesome um accolade to to put up a, of many that were that were seen 96 and rotten tomatoes i think of the uh, when the year it came out it was riding at 99 98 um and since then it, it's settled at 96 uh, rotten tomatoes 88 on metacritic uh and, that, and that's to say um it made an impact right and that's not even to talk about the countless um i mean just i don't know just count I, i'm the loss of words here uh the, the countless stories that you hear is what i'm trying to say um of how the film impacted those around the world particularly those of of color people of color and it is just amazing and, and for those who who don't know uh, and as i 
talking here on the podcast, I am a person of color. And uh, so even for me personally, there was um, just some things that I was very proud about. And I don't say this a lot. Uh, I'm not one to um, go out and, and champion a lot of these things. Uh, again, uh, you know, being a pastor, um, there, there's a lot that uh, in Jesus that are that to me is the, the biggest thing to champion. But but I am uh, there's some things in life, uh, things that happen to us in life that that you need to champion, you know, that 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 does bubble to the surface and you're really proud about. And this is one of those movies I was really proud about um, in terms of, of what uh, that really impacted me. So so that that's kind of the front end of, of kind of all the, the details leading into the film. We'll hop right into um how we're going to break down this film. And this is going to be more of the traditional kind of review. I know the couple of past uh, podcasts was more of just some ideas that were, that were kind of ruminating in my own head and um, that we talked about in a previous two podcasts. This will be more of kind of your traditional movie review breakdown uh, again with the spiritual twist to it. Again, it's not, I'm not going to break down every aspect of the film, uh, more of a, uh, a film side of things. Again, you can go to, um, other reviews to get that. Um, we're we're going to break down the film on four areas that you should be used to now, which is uh, first impressions. Uh, what, do we, what do we think of the film? Uh, Forbidden Fruit. Uh, what does this film teach us about the human struggle? Uh, come to Jesus moment. What does this teach us about Jesus and his teachings? And in Revelation, uh, what does this teach us about ourselves? And so um, those are the, the areas of how we break down uh, movies here on this podcast. And again, uh, you can go back to the first podcast I go in length and talk about all those things. So let's hop in. Okay, so hopping into first impressions, what do we think of the film? Uh, I really like this film, but it was not my top MCU film. <gasps> the gasp are, are heard around the world, right? Uh, yeah, even though I am a person of color, uh, doesn't mean that I'm predisposed to like this film. Um, I really liked it, uh, but there were some things that had some issues with it. Uh, so it wasn't my favorite um marvel cinematic universe film or, or comic book movie for that matter uh though i, I felt like um i would say is the most important uh, in my opinion but uh again i don't think i didn't like it uh uh, uh as much as i wanted to uh, as a film overall um but again there was a lot of great things that i i love and i hope that um the director can continue to build upon uh some highlights for me was uh black panther's sister uh, Shuri, um, played again by Letitia Wright. She, to me, I loved her so much in this movie. I wanted more of her. She is um, just a gem. And I think in in the the uh, wake of Chadwick's death, um, 
I do think a silver lining in all this is there is talk of having her Shuri, um, uh, Letitia Wright, who played Shuri in the movie, to be uh, Black Panther. That's one of the options that I heard floating around reading the article. I forgot where the article was, was from. Um, as I was reading the news either yesterday or day before. So I, I love that route. There's a route where you recast. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Um, never really a fan of the recast, especially in this sense. I know we had a similar situation. The Star Wars universe had a similar situation with Carrie Fisher. Did not want them to recast her, uh, but it's hard. So what do you do with the character? Um, I, I do, in my, before I, I read this article, I had in my own mind and talking with a friend, I thought, you know what? They should play out uh, him uh, dying in some way in the film, very respectful and in light of the family. And that could be very sensitive and a very uh, thin line to walk because of of the family and the family. Again, if he was my dad or brother or a close friend, I don't know if I want to be portrayed that way in the film. But So that's that's a thin line to, to cross. But but I did want uh, someone else to take the mantle, and I was thinking of Shuri would be the best person to take the mantle, and so that is the silver lining in all this. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that we can get uh, um, Shuri Black Panther. I would champion that, and that would take even a, a huge, uh, even a greater leap forward if uh, the second film were to do that. So uh, yeah, Denai Guerrero, who I love in The Walking Dead, well, seasons one through three. Um, after season three of Walking Dead, I can care less for it. Uh, that's my opinion. Again, hopefully I don't uh, alienate people on that one. But I, di- I did love her in this as um, the leader of the Dora Milaje. She was great. She was great. Um, again, and Winston Duke, like I said, was a huge highlight. And Baku was great. Um, but the biggest highlight of this film by far was the world building. Wakanda was like... I mean, just beautifully imagined and realized in a way that, you know, very few films can capture. Again, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan and George Lucas has, is, you know, been one of the best at it and in, in, in transporting us into a world and really capturing us into this complete fictitious world. There, again, there's there's movies that, that we've seen over the years that do a great job that when you leave it, you're like, I didn't want to leave that world. Um I think uh, in reading the books of uh, Harry Potter books, I think, again, another uh, storyteller in J.K. Rowling who does a great job of, of world building. And, and this is lost. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of times in, in films, people are quick to jump on uh, these uh, comic book films now because we live in the age of comic book film. Um, and who, whoever knows how long we're in it, I don't know, but it's great. Um, but but. A lot of people are willing and, and quick to jump into it, but are not prepared uh, of the process, uh, the arduous process, and 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 really um, rolling up the sleeves and building a great world that the characters can thrive and live in. And I felt like Ryan Coogler, to me, his greatest achievement in this movie was was building Wakanda. It it I felt like I could live and breathe in that world and I never want to leave it and we'll talk about a little about that later in terms of the revelation for me personally uh, about watching this film I just I just thought it was fantastic what he did in terms of really building in such a great way 
I, I can go on uh, for a long time about Wakanda. Um, I just, I want that place. I wish that place existed. Uh, if, if, you know, toss of the coin, um, and, and, and in many ways of, of history, uh, we could have had that place. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about that later in terms of, uh, the history of Kush. But I mean, man, I, I, I really, 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 really love, uh, Wakanda. So that, that I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, you can tell my love for Wakanda. So, um, like I said, there were some issues there that I had. I won't, you know, dwell on those things because again, that the overall the film was, was fantastic. Um, there's dialogue at times that took me out of it. Um, and, and that's hard to, to do. Uh, and I think, uh, especially this next part is the CGI, which, um, I, I'm, uh, a guy that really focused on those things. Uh, the CGI throughout the film, uh, seemed rushed, uh, my opinion. And so, and, and that, and that's something that could, uh, be part of, you know, Ryan taking on a, 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 the director, Ryan Coogler, taking on the big budget film and, and, and bringing all that together is really tough if you haven't gone through it. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the, the next installment, uh, and hopefully there is a next installment. I mean, that, that's up to, to him to decide. Cause that, again, reading an article when they were thinking about options, he was, um, heartbroken for, for, you know, Chadwick and his family. Um, and then, and the, him writing him into the next film, like he really, um, had high hopes, um, for him and his character, not so much of trying to put out a film, but, but how he can further the role and the impact that it's already had. So I hope that, um, if the next movie comes out that, that the director can learn from the, how to, 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 you know, I guess pace himself and make sure he has some really great, um, CGI, uh, it just, it just helps more with, uh, just the story and the story to, to be consistent. Cause there was some of the things, uh, to me, um, when a film is not, um, living up to my personal potential, uh, or its potential, in my view, it's, be, it's where it takes me out. Like when I think, oh, this is, this is a movie, right? I think some of the best movies are stories that you're pulled into that you don't, you don't even realize you're watching a movie. You are so pulled in emotionally. You're so pulled in, uh, uh, all the way into the characters and the plots and what they're going through. You, you, you feel like you are there. And so much of the film, um, I felt that, but there was moments again, like I mentioned that pulled me out of it. Overall, I think the, the director, uh, Ryan Coogler, he nailed it. Uh, overall, uh, great, uh, and again, it became what it needed to be for uh, comic heroes of color, which to me was a win. Okay, so we're going to go to the next part of Forbidden Fruit. What does this teach us about the world uh, and, 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 and the, the struggle, the human struggle? And, and for me, there's a couple of things that jumped out. We're not going to be able to dive into all of them. A lot of this I repeated in the podcast if you followed me on my previous channel, uh, a, a podcast channel I had uh, that was called Jesus Pop. Um, we talked about these things, but there's some new things that jumped out in revisiting the movie. Uh, so, so the, I'm going to go by point by point, not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, even though this podcast is more of a long form podcast, I'm not going to spend too much because there's other sections, uh, that I do want to spend a lot of time on, but that I will, I will talk in, 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 in depth. So the first point of Forbidden Fruit, again, it, it's, it's this human struggle, things that we want, but and we think we want to achieve, but but we achieve them, and, and it's it's not what they're cracked up to be. And the first one is is this idea of nationalism versus globalism. In the in the the movie, you had uh, two ideal ideologies uh, warring against each other. You had Killmonger, who's played by Michael B. Jordan, and you had T'Challa, Black Panther, who's played 
by Chadwick Boseman. And they had these ideologies. Uh, Killmonger had this globalism. Hey, we need to take Wakanda and give it to the people. Um, and, and and you can't sit selfishly and hoard it why you see, and, and Killmonger's words, I'm going to um, play a clip that I really love, uh, why our people are being um, really hurt and, and have a history of, of hurt while, while you all in Wakanda are living pretty. Uh, and then you had um, Black Panther's uh, ide- ideology, which is nationalism, uh, which is which is kind of strange, right? Um, but it was nationalism. It, it was Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda is Wakanda, and and even to the point where you didn't allow outsiders into Wakanda, you stayed out of Wakanda. Only Wakandans come into Wakanda. And if you were to find yourself in Wakanda um, and you don't belong, watch out, right? And so you had this strong nationalism felt um, by uh, Black Panther, what he was pushing in terms of his ideology. Um, but but like like all good characters, there was some wrestling and and some some changing. Um, and watching this, I was really uh, as I was thinking through these concepts and, and seeing them kind of go back and forth. Uh, I was like, wow, like uh, this uh, this is the brilliance of the film and. And, and, and just partly that I, this is the writing I did appreciate is these interactions because I was pulled uh, back and forth. Um, but before we go there, I, want, I wanted to play this clip of this interaction between um, Killmonger and Black Panther. And, and, and just, just listen to these words in this interaction, especially with this idea of nationalism versus globalism. So uh, let's hear the clip. Ted. Speak. I'm standing in your house, serving justice to a man who stole your vibranium and murdered your people. Justice your king couldn't deliver. I don't care that you brought Claw. Only reason I don't kill you where you stand is because I know who you are. Now what do you want? I want the throne. <laughs> hey, you, the tuna. Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. It's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us. But their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium. Your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it is my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that vibranium does not fall into the hands of a person like you. Okay, so... Wow. I mean, this, this is, this is awesome to, to see this interaction. To me, there's more of the juicier, uh, uh, parts, um, juicier scenes, uh, in the movie. And so again, you have Killmonger who is just entering this scene and, and with a chip on his shoulder, as he should, right? Um, if you watch the film, his father was killed by, uh, Black Panther's father, uh, and, and there's a whole history with that. Um, it, he was, I, I think, I guess you can accidentally killed uh, or in defense. 
Um, but he was going to be uh, brought, uh, um, Killmonger's dad was going to be brought back to Wakanda to stand trial because he was seen as a traitor. And so he didn't want to go. So there's a tussle between him and Black Panther's father and Black Panther's father killed him. And so Killmonger, i.e. usually is the beginning or the genesis of a villain, right? Um, or a hero, depending if, 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 in the case of Batman. But, but th- this is the genesis of a creation uh, in this particular situation, a villain. And so Killmonger holds on to that. And not only does he hold on to it, but, but as he finds out what Wakanda has, he's like, wow, like, it, it, you know, it, he even says in the clip, it must feel good for you guys sitting up here comfortable while two billion people all over the world that look like us are hurting, right? You know, their lives are being harder and Wakanda has the tools to liberate them. Wow. There's so much in that part and you can you can feel it, right? And that is the argument for people who are for this globalism, right? Especially, you know, I, I'm speaking particularly for America. If you're in a di- different country, you, you make it applicable to, to your situation. But here in America, uh, America can, can get a, um, criticized a lot for that. Um, and particularly on the left, you have this idea of, hey, we need to, to be um, a country to go out and use our resources to help the world. Uh, but but in, in so doing, it does get us into situations and into trouble and, and could, could um, backfire at times where us going into these countries who don't want us to go into, um, we could be creating, i.e. villains, right? Uh, and I'm not calling the countries who, who um, give resistance that they are villains, but, but we have this idea of this creation of going into doing something that we think is good but not perceived that way. It can get us into trouble. Um, but but again, as the overall to go and to help those, uh, it is a noble, a noble cause. Um, but then you have the other side of that where you have people on the right that that um, can feel the sense of, of nationalism and uh, not not everyone. Again, I'm, I'm speaking in general terms. And, and if, if you, it doesn't hit and apply to you, please don't take offense uh, to that. I, I don't mean to be in that in that way. Um, but you have uh T'Challa, his response is, our weapons are not to be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to, uh, to be judge, jury, executioner for people who are not our own. You know, wow, what a a poignant statement from Black Panther. He's like, yeah, we, we have these resources. We have these the uh, the ability to go and help people, but it's not it's not it's not the Wakandan way. It's not the way of the Wakandans to go and be judge, jury, and executioner. And that could be pulled at right out of some political groups, right? Why are we going into these places? It is not our role to do that, uh, to, to police the world, right? You, you hear that term a lot uh, in, in politics. And I just, I just love uh, Killmonger's response, you know, not your own. You know, and he says, but didn't life start right here on this continent? Which is a true statement of, of life starting in, in Africa. And it's just, again, it's just such juicy dialogue here in particular and a scene that, that really resonate. And, and I love, again, it's speaking to um, Black Panther's position on this nationalistic uh, response. He says, I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it's my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that the vibranium does not fall into the hands of of a person like you, right? And so it is this, again, this idea, we need to keep our resources. 
Wakanda first, right? This is what needs to happen. And we're not responsible. I'm not king of everybody else. They've got to figure out their own things. Again, you can see there, there's sides to that where, you know, in one sense, protecting your own and making sure your own is taken care of before you go out and try to uh, help someone else's uh, household or situation um, is, 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 is very wise. Um, but in so doing it in the long run, you, 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 you really seen as selfish, you know, and again, there could be arguments on, on the, on both sides of these things, but, but honestly, this parallels our nation today. It paralleled it then in 2018. Um, well, Trump being in office and, and certain rhetoric that, that was being thrown out, uh, for that. Um, and, and a lot of his kind of campaign slogans, um, but it still is today. Um, and not, not only felt from from his staff, but but I think, and, and not just America, but from all around the world, you have uh, different people, uh, presidents, um, you have different um, leadership, dictators, uh, prime ministers who may have a view that is more nationalistic. And and we definitely certainly have seen that on the on the rise in some cases, some places where you have a nationalistic vision. Hey, we need to take care of our people. Um, and then you do have other countries who take on more of a global approach. Hey, we need to help the world. We have the resources. Let's get it out there. Now, uh, Killmonger is voicing these things um, and, and some would argue out of selfishness. But I do think the spirit of what he's saying, there's a lot of truth in it. And, and, and really, that is the sign of a great um, villain is is you're, you're conflicted as a viewer of like, man, he's he's right in so many ways. I don't agree about how he's going about it, but he's right in so many ways. And and he was. I think that that if you have the ability, again, I'm speaking from a Christian perspective. This is and we'll get into the come to Jesus moment. But as a Christian perspective, I mean, isn't isn't your isn't our responsibility to go and help? Uh, isn't it our responsibility if the, there is good that we ought to do, as James four seventeen talks about. Uh, the good that you ought to do, you should do it. And and if you have the resources to help people, then you should. So so we can definitely see that um, being said as as well. On the other side, uh, that uh, Black Panther was was speaking is you know um, Jesus talked a lot about take the this the the plank out of your face before you get you try to remove the speck of sawdust uh, in your brother's eye in Matthew seven. And so, so again, th- there can be arguments uh, on, on both sides, and we'll, we'll see ultimately where Jesus lands uh, when we get to that part. A couple other points I want to um, talk about this in this idea of forbidden fruit. You also have the sins of the Father, a great scene uh, in the City of the Dead. That's when um, Black Panther is talking to his dad, who's passed on into the other world, um, and, he, and he's talking to him. And it's just this great interaction of just the disappointment that he that he has uh, for his dad, who has lied, has lied about uh, Killmonger, has lied about what he did to his brother, uh, and has held it. And, and and those lies have caught have have caught up to. His dad, and and now it's destroying Wakanda because Killmonger is on a rampage um, to for vengeance, and so so there's sins of the father that affects us, um, and and we got to understand that the forbidden, forbidden fruitness is that we can think our actions 
uh, don't affect anybody. We think the way we live doesn't affect anybody. And we're like, well, I need to live for me, right? I need to live the best version of me. Uh, I need to live what, what, what my heart tells me to. I mean, that's, that's a forbidden fruit. Um, no, <laughs> you, you live for what your heart tells you to. I guarantee you're going to hurt somebody. Um, there are people who care for you. There are people outside of you. And, and in America, it's hard for us to see this in, in, in such a Western world. You see it better in more uh, Eastern part of the world, uh, a world that, that is built more around a family unit, family dynamic. Um, more of the Western countries can be built on more of this individualistic uh, outlook on, on life and, and things, a very Western way of seeing things. But but that's not what we see um, in the scriptures, it, it, it was born out of an Eastern uh, way of seeing things, uh, born out of a, a, a family dynamic group think type culture. And, and this idea of living your life for how you want to, um, there will be some sins of the father. I mean, you're going to pass down things to people around you or to, uh, if you have a family, your kids, um, these things can really affect you if you don't get a handle on these things. And so I just saw that like, wow, like what impact this can have. Uh, and then we see that in the movie in a physical way, it's it's destroying Wakanda. It's causing this this revolution to go on or these battle this battle to go on in Wakanda. And you, you see that um, it, 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 there's just a really cool quote uh, be, before we get that scene of of um black panther being in the city of the dead again really d- talking to his dad and, and challenging him but before that when he meets him for the first time in city of the dead um he has this uh his dad has this quote he tells him he says uh, you're a good man with a good heart and it's hard for a good man to be king which kind of tips his hand of you you're gonna have to do some really um unsavory things <laughs> uh if i can use that that term um, that really shows that that what he done and the lies that he's had to live through, um, but I but I love how uh, Chadwick plays this role. He's like, I'm not going to be that way. There is a different way, um, and you and you see uh, Nakia, who's played by Lupita, Lupita's uh, character, mentions later. He's like, you can't let your father's mistakes define who you are. You get to decide what kind of king you're going to be. And so, which which is awesome advice, amazing advice. We can't allow uh, those mistakes to 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 hamper us. We've got to be aware of the of the life that we live because it affects people. Jesus definitely talked about that. The way we live does affect people, but also we've got to not allow those examples in our lives that are not what we need to um, to really. Uh, mistakes from from our parents, uh, mistakes from from people we love, to not affect us in a way of our own decisions, and, and feel like we're we're kind of pegged in one direction, right? We 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 are not uh, a shackled or chained to to that. I love the input that Nikki gives, uh, and then the last thing in this forbidden fruit is this idea of of retribution bringing healing. Uh, revenge will will make you feel better, um, and, and I want to focus on Killmonger here. And there's a couple quotes that that um, he mentions in the film um, that, that I thought were that were wow, like embodied this idea. Right. He, and one of the quotes he says, I've waited my whole life for this, this world. The world's going to start over and I'm going to burn it all. 
right? Um, and that that's definitely some sentiment we've we've heard uh, for this year. Again, not equating to any of the things that's gone on in the world to you being a killmonger, but hey, you know there there's some some parallels that run here. This idea, hey, if we get rep- retribution, it's gonna it's gonna bring us healing. It doesn't, uh, and Jesus talks about this. Revenge is not gonna bring you healing. Retribution is not going to bring you bring you healing. Uh, it may make you feel good for a time, but it's not going to bring ultimate healing. Uh, another quote, he says, I lived my entire life waiting for this moment. I trained. I lied. Uh, I killed just to get here. I killed uh, in America and Afghanistan and Iraq. This is Killmonger saying this. I took life from my own brothers and sisters right here in this continent, talking about Wakanda, and all this death just so I can kill you again, talking, and he's pointing to, to Black Panther. Another uh, quote is that the world took everything away from me, everything I ever loved, and speaking to his father who who uh, was killed. But I'm gonna make sure that um, sorry, I'm gonna make sure that we're gonna get even. I'm gonna track down anyone who would even think uh, of of being loyal to you again. Speaking to to Black Panther again, th- this is spoken of individual who who is like on a war path. I am going to seek justice, right? Um, in, in their own way. Again, and I'm not communicating that, uh, and I, and I want to give necessarily caveats. I definitely want to, there's some stances I want to take. I, I think there is, um, God does speak of us, uh, defending, um, those who can't defend themselves, right? Uh, there is a sort of justice who, that God's about. I did this incredible, um, study the past couple months in, in light of everything that God is a God of justice. But when we take it in our own hands, and we take it in our own hands to use it for us to feel better, right? Not in light of God, in light of ourselves. That's not right. That's not what God intends for us to to, to grab hold of and 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 to take revenge ourselves, right? The scriptures talk about it is God to avenge, and there's so much beauty in that statement that when we when we leave God to avenge. And we don't put it on ourselves. It takes the pressure off of us. It takes the pressure off of me thinking I need to fix this world. There's a lot of pressure to think that, like to think that I need to fix this world, that I need to, I need to change society. I can't change society. It's Jesus that's going to change society. It is God to avenge those who are doing the evils in our world. And believe me, they will see uh, and get what's due and coming to them. But it's not for me to make that happen. It's not for me to usher that. It is God. What the responsibility I'm given to is to preach Jesus, to preach his teachings. And for me, not to just only to preach, but for me to live them out, right? Going back to what Jesus said in Matthew 7, take that, take that plank out of your face before you can be, even begin to start to remove the, the granule of sand from someone else's face or eye, right? I'm totally paraphrasing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let me let me work on me and make sure I'm holding true to the teachings of Jesus and let me preach those teachings to other people so they can see how Jesus lived, which leads us to our come to Jesus moment. You see how I did that? Ah, there we go. Um, you know, what does it teach us about Jesus? Well, we have kind of a direct parallel in the New Testament of Judaism versus Christianity. and Or not the New Testament, really the Bible. 
Judaism was very nationalistic. And and again, it, from that background, um, this is not an all-out onslaught to you. This is again what we read. I mean, this is kind of how the Jews carried themselves. Uh, you know, we can look in Scripture and we can debate offline about this, but they were more nationalistic. And Christianity was more of a global um, effort um, to go out into the world. And it was God's plan to, to reach out, to have this heart to, to reach out. In Isaiah 49, 6, uh, I'm reading the NLT, says, um, God says, um, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you the light of the Gentiles, i.e. nations and, and some virgins. And you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth, right? And it's a kind of a prelude to, to Acts 1.8. We're going to read here, flip over to Acts 1.8 and NLT says, But you receive power from the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this is Jesus telling his disciples before he exits the planet, right? He's saying, hey, you are to go out and to bring this gospel, the euangelion, to bring this gospel to the people, to tell them this good news about me. And and what better resource than salvation to save somebody? So that kind of tackles the overall film uh, in terms of that that forbidden fruit is that we are to go out and to, to change our world. And, and we are to, for us to, to live as people that's tied into Jesus, that Jesus is being Lord. We can't be hypocrites, right? That tackles that, that second point of this idea of, of how we live doesn't affect anybody, the sins of the Father. Jesus was, was so adamant about, about, I mean, the hardest preaching that he gave were, were really to the religious people. It wasn't to, to those who, who didn't care for religion. It was to the religious people. He was hardest on them. Why? Because we are to be the light. And John 8 talks about, we are, you are to be the light of the world. Matthew 5 also talks about that. City on a hill, right? The salt of the earth. Your life should speak. Your, your actions and choices, if you call yourself a Christian, should speak. Not be a hypocrite. Again, not your sins and your lies and you hiding. Again, not, we're not perfect, but but we can deliberately sin. We could premeditatively sin and and hide things and and know that we're doing wrong and we don't want to change it. Right? Those things are the sins of the Father that affects our world, that gets passed down to other generations. And we need to embody Jesus' teachings here. You know, in the last point, this skin retribution, we bring healing. Jesus speaks to that. And we talked a little bit about that. It is, it is God to avenge, not us. It's not going to be us who are going to take it upon ourselves and be and be God, right? And step into God's role to sit on his throne and to give judgment. It is not us. That's not our role. 
our role is is to preach the gospel message about Jesus. Our role is to help people change their lives for Jesus. That's our role. Our role is to spread this message around the world. To take what we have and to give it, to pay it forward to someone else. And it's kind of cool because T'Challa, Black Panther, he realized this towards the end of the film when he's speaking to the United Nations. He's come full circle. And I love this quote towards the end of the film when he's in his press conference. He says, Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we are one single tribe. Amen to that, Chachala. I mean, wow. I mean, that's how convicting is this? Especially in light of, of Chadwick's passing, man, it even hits even harder. It's emotional. And here's a here's a repent here he gives an example of repentance. In the beginning of the film, he's like, Wakanda forever, right? And not that he's still, you know, he's not against Wakanda forever. But it's not just Wakanda forever. It's the world forever. That's what we got to preserve. And even just reading this and thinking of our politics right now. I mean, this is so poignant, right? We can't watch from the shadows. We got to work together. We got to be examples. We're all brothers and sisters in this and how we treat each other, right? The, uh, the, now more than ever, I love this quote, the illusions of, the, of division threaten our very existence this is exactly what's happening in america right now these ideas of division and i don't care what side you're on both are pumping out division it's it's you know if we don't you know you got to pull away from this because you know civil western civilizations at stake right or or this person cannot be reelected. And and then you get these partisan politics, and it, and then people are, are are forced to choose a side instead of acting like brothers and sisters in this. Despite of what our leaders are doing, we need to act like brothers and sisters. There is more that connects us that separate than separates us, and we've got to understand that. We've got to understand as a nation. We've got to understand that in our world. We've got to understand it as humanity. And Jesus preached this wholeheartedly. He did not hold back from this. That we are we are bound together. You know, Paul went in depth in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27, that, that we are a body. The hand can't say to the eye, I don't need you. We need each other. We're bound together as Christians. Even in our Christian communities, we can be all over the place. We've got to make sure that we don't get tripped up and find ourselves taking sides, right? Because that will destroy us when we take sides. Such an amazing quote. Love it. I mean, the movie's amazing. It's awesome. The last part, as uh, we come to, to an end here, is revelation, right? What's, what does it teach us about ourselves? What was the personal revelation for me? At, at the end of just really 
thinking about this film as I walked out. I remember, you know, I saw it a couple times and it, uh, tons of times. I saw it a couple times in theaters, but tons of times um, since then. And this reoccurring theme that always really uh, comes back to me of, of there are all the things we talked about and then talking about the nationalism versus globalism, talking about sins of the father and this idea of, you know, the way you live doesn't affect people. Well, it does. And this idea of retribution will bring healing and seeing someone, you know, you know, get punished. I can feel good about myself. Not really. Right. That's not going to bring the ultimate healing. Jesus will. But this was the this was the the icing on the cake. As as I thought about the film, the thing that stood out the most wasn't the fighting, wasn't Black Panther, wasn't Killmonger, wasn't any of that. What stood out to me the most and which I opened up, which was one of my highlights, it was Wakanda. It was Wakanda and and this idealism of what a community could be. People who are loving one another, people who are looking after one another. Particularly for me, a person of color, to, to watch on screen, a, a majority of the cast be people of color. And and as you look out into this nation, this prosperous nation, you see it all filled with people of color, right? And and not at times how Hollywood pr- would portray those, it's changing, people of color of those who are impoverished, those who are um, destitute. Right. And I'm not saying that those things don't exist, but if you're constantly pumping that out in cinema, then you're not showing young kids of color what they could be. Young women of what they could be. Right. And so it's powerful to put out images, to put out stories, to put out these visuals of what could be. Because that, to me, is the most dynamic, wonderful, and amazing thing about humanity. Is this idea that we have an imagination. This creativity. And we've got to lead with that. We've got to lead with the vision. And when I saw Wakanda, the personal revelation to me is I saw heaven. I saw, wow, that is what heaven's going to be like. And I cannot wait. People living in harmony, working together, proud about who they are. And Revelation, you know, no pun intended, Revelation 21.4 in, in this topic or, or segment of Revelation. I love it. In 21 verse 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. Wow. Right? Heaven is going to be way better than Wakanda. Wakanda was awesome. And I love to see the world realize and how it was incredible to see this world building. But heaven is going to be infinitely better. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be something that we we could never imagine, Right? It's going to be beyond our imagination. I mean, that that to me is mind-blowing. I'm a creative guy. It is mind-blowing to know that heaven is going to be beyond my imagination. And don't you want to be in this place, right? Every tear would be wiped away. Has there been many tears in 2020? Absolutely. There'd be no more death. Has there been death in 2020? Absolutely. I mean, I'm doing this podcast 
because of the death of Chadwick Boseman, right? I mean, there's been so much death in 2020. There'll be no more death here in heaven. No more mourning. It's been a lot of mourning in 2020. Or crying. Been a lot of crying in 2020. Or pain. There's been a lot of pain in 2020. None of it in heaven. Wow. Don't you want to go to that land, right? As, as the song would say. Wow. And I want to leave you with that. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed the film. But more importantly than enjoying the film, I hope you enjoyed the podcast that connects scripture to your excitement to the film. For you to combine what, what Jesus taught was taking us to Wakanda in the sky, right? I mean, this heavenly place that's that's infinitely better than what we could see on in, on some movie. And because of that, we should live lives inspired. We should live lives that can change this world, not politically, but change it from one person to one person. You changing to help change your neighbor, to help change your family member, to help change your parent or coworker, to help change your best friend or, or whoever else. You change to help others change. And, and it's a great quote um, from Gandhi that talks about that, that it's something to the effect of you be the change that you want to see the see in the world. And that's what Jesus did. He was that change that he himself wanted to see in the world. He led by example that we should, as Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit. And so let's do it. If you're a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian, let's do it. Let's show this world in 2020 how we should live under a pandemic under uh, race relations and, and craziness, under injustice, under this uh, could be a crazy election, under murder hornets, right? I mean, it, it's been so much, It's just, it, 2020 has been insane. Under all the, the death from the pandemic, let's show the world what Christianity is about. Let's show the world that we are heroes far beyond and nothing against Black Panther or any of these movies that we see. But Christians are the real life superheroes that Jesus left on planet Earth to save. Like Kal-El coming down to Earth from Krypton, right? Jesus had left us here while we still have time. There's a reason why I ain't come back yet. So that we can be that change, that we can give hope to people who are hopeless. Awesome. Love it. Love it. I can't wait for many more of these conversations, many more movies to explore, many more random topics to mash up. Um, so this is awesome. If you want to find more about my ministry, you can click on the social links down below and uh, check out my lessons and sermons and, and other material to help your walk with God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Movie Ministry. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to, to us, whether you are at home or commuting or trying to survive 2020. I hope you stick around and continue to support us by joining the conversation. And, and, and never forget, go out and tell everybody. Thank you. Thank you.